Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. It is September 6, 2023. Hump Day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports oh. Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We're halfway through the week. We did it. We made it. Halfway through. Hope you're having, and I'm of course kidding, we're only on our second day of the week, but that's all right. Uh, that's the beauty of a, of a short week. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. Weather's going to be better today. It's going to start feeling more and more like fall, which is always a good thing. And we're happy to be on your radios or podcasts or however you're listening to KRC this morning. Nick Roush, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing this morning. Um, I Oh, big, big news of the Roush house. I thought the scale was broken. Turns out scale not broken. And uh, it had good news. So that was encouraging. Um, the whole like diet and exercise thing is really lame if you just don't know any different, if you've like actually lost any weight or not. So felt good. Felt good, uh, good to hop on that bad boy and see 10 pounds were, were, were not there anymore. Well, congrats. Some people, some people don't diet and exercise, though, for the numbers. They do it for the love of the game. Sounds like you're a glory boy number guy. See, and it's, I'm, I'm really not like, it's not like I'm doing this because it's like, oh, I've got to be there. Like a lot of it's just energy, that sort of thing. But I, I don't know if it's actually working or not unless I see the numbers. <laughs> so th- that, helps. that helps. I'm I'm really not a, like in all, it, I'm not a weight loss number guy because I actually think that that like gets into my head too much. And then if the number's not what I want it to be, I can get discouraged and Right. So I'm actually not a numbers guy, but there's two cool things in the weight loss process. One is stepping on a scale and be like, oh, sweet. Yeah, that, that is cool. I'm saying I'm not a numbers guy, but it is cool when you do see the actual result in a physical number. But I think cooler than that is when somebody is just like, you lost weight? Look like you lost a little weight. <laughs> that is <laughs> Which sometimes it can be like a maybe, and I don't think anybody ever does it intentionally, condescendingly. But I think sometimes like it can be like I actually haven't lost weight. I've actually gained weight. So this person saying that I've lost weight, are they just trying to like butter me up? Are they being sarcastic? 
Uh, and normally they're not. They're just trying to be sincere. They maybe haven't seen you in a while. But there's nothing but like when you actually have lost weight and somebody notices, that's a pretty special feeling, Clark. So, uh, Scoots, next time we see Roush in person, we'll have to let him know he looks slim, trim, and good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we got to build him up. I can tell you right now, though, I don't need to see a scale to tell you that I have not lost any weight. So, <laughs> c- congratulations, Roush. Proud of you, bud. <laughs> That's good, though. That's uh, You've been running. You've been eating better. Are you still doing your fasting stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, it also, I've, I've reached a point where, like, I get in a bad like I, I I had to work out last night to be in a better mood, and it also was good to know too that I was super duper fat and drank like four days in a row this weekend, and still w- didn't suffer too many consequences for it. Uh, football very yeah, that, bad that's for a, the diet. That's huge. Yeah, this is I had had a really good thing going in August and July, but. I, I don't think I've been on the old Pelotron for about a week, which is easily probably the longest I haven't been on it all probably the entire year really um and this weekend was just a joke in terms of like healthy living and healthy eating and that stuff so i told myself i'd get back to it but then again yesterday was super busy work day today is so it's like catching up on work that's the that's the tough spot about trying to to exercise it's just like ooh, so little free time free time i do have Mm -hmm. i need to also pick up or get dinner or do dishes uh, it's hard to kind of juggle that stuff as a real life adult, but but we all figure it out, or we don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're all living. We, we only get one life to live. Live it how you want. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what? Instead of clipping in and watching uh, Uncle Jeff on Thursday night, I'm going to be boozing, and and it's going to be a good time. So you know, you, you just you make your choices, and we're we're, we're we'll have a good time. And um, that just means we'll be on the Pelotron Friday night. Yeah, going back to that conversation. Uh, I, I have, like, said no to about six different U of L tickets for Thursday night. Uh, and it's not that I don't – I wouldn't mind going. I don't mind going to U of L games similar to you, Roush. You have beer, you're with your friends, you're watching football, or you're watching basketball. There's worse ways to spend an evening. Mine strictly just comes down to I want to watch the NFL. I, and if maybe if Louisville yeah. is playing somebody better – but, I, you know, it's Louisville, Murray State. I'd probably only be there for a half, in which case you'd say, well, they're perfect. You go there for a half, then you get to watch the NFL game. Yeah, that's a big to-do for a half, though. It's a, it's a lot of movement, a lot of getting and going, and even, you know, if you're buying concessions and whatnot. So I think I'm just going to do multiple TV setup at home, kick off the NFL season. Pretty excited for that game. Uh, Kansas City, only a five-point favorite, which I think kind of is a stinky line, which makes me want to bet. Makes me kind of want to bet the Lions, if we're, if we're being honest. But uh, we can talk more NFL tomorrow. So I think I'm going to stay home. But uh, are you still you're still set on sneaking in? Um, I think I so. Could, I could probably find you a ticket. I, I mean, I, I, I don't think they're very hard to find. Um, and that's, like, as much as I want to just make fun of Louisville, I don't think there's ever going to be a ticket that's ever hard to find in the history of that stadium ever again. Maybe, like, once a year. I guess when Florida State played there in 2017, that was probably a tough ticket. Notre Dame probably will be this year, but they're even – I'm pretty sure they've got deals right now. If you wanted to get tickets, like, you can get in for, like, 30 50 bucks, something like that. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not I'm not worried about that in the, in the slightest whatsoever. It would be nice, though, if they did uh, – if, like, on the party deck they had screens for the NFL because you're right. That is the, the one downer. And uh, – I. 
the part that is also pretty confusing, like why are you playing your opener on the opening? Like it's against the FCS team. You can play that game whenever. Um, kind of weird. Kind of weird. Yeah, that, that, I never really thought of that. You know, sometimes you just think like you're that's the TV time that you were given, so you're going to jump on it. But in actuality, yeah, that is kind of dumb. If I were UofL, I'd be like, let's just get this on a Saturday. That's when college football's played. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Do we have any other good Thursday night college football games? No, like they, they all take the night off because <laughs> it's the opening night of the NFL season. And I, I mean, in general, ESPN has uh pump the brakes on big Thursday night matchups like you know back in Bobby 1.0 that was the home of the Big East right they always had uh, a big game on Thursday night that was when Louisville had their blackout against West Virginia and this city kind of collectively lost its mind in the build-up to that game uh but they the games are not nearly as high of quality as they used to be I think because the NFL has gotten so big on Thursday nights um so I, it's it's a shame. I think the American will play some conference games on Thursday later on in the season, uh, but for the most part, it, it's not it's not as rocking and rolling as it used to be with big names playing on Thursdays. No, yeah, you're right. Normally, you'd get like a oh good college football game on Thursday. I guess you're they waved the white flag and said NFL ratings are just far superior than us. And we'll we'll stay away from it. You're right that Louisville Murray State is literally the only D1 college football game, and it only involves what one D1 college football team in it, uh, and that's it's at 7:30 on the ACC network too. So like you could make a case of your U of L that yeah, hey, it's NFL. We're playing a crappy opponent, but we are going to be the only college football game on TV, and we're going to get a lot of eyeballs. No, you're not, because you're on ACC network. Nobody's going to watch it. Nobody's going to see it. I think the way you combat this Roush is. You put an East Coast Thursday night college football game on at 6.30, and then you have people – that's basically your pregame show into the NFL game. And I think a lot of people would watch that, assuming it's not on, like, Pac-12 network or ACC network, assuming it's on actually a real TV station. Hmm. I think that people would watch that. Now, would the ratings drop off once the NFL game started? Probably, but unless it was a good game or unless they were good teams – and then people probably would flip back and forth. Or you could theoretically do like a West Coast 1030 start time, and that way, hey, the NFL game's going to end, and then people are going to flip over to this college football game. Yeah, but going up right against it probably isn't the strategy, although I do think there's some workarounds, uh, but nobody's ever asked for old TJ's opinion in the TV market, in the TV industry. So I don't know why they haven't. I don't know why they haven't either. Really an expert, you're a bread contest-eating winner. Like, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't they? On TV. Maybe on there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, granted, it is starting. Is the NFL kickoff at what, like 8.08 or something like that? Yeah, it always uh, seems around that time. I think they so always like, say 8. It's a little later. So they'll get a little bit of a head start. But yeah, this is. Um, 8.20. Yeah. So, but this doesn't feel like a TV move at all. It, it I mean, it, it's, uh, hey, we open the season on a Friday. Let's let's pack the stadium on a Thursday. And Louisville fans, they show out for it. So Many uh, people are wondering if they're ever even going to have a Saturday game. Ooh, that's a great question. Against uh, the Hoosiers you, is a Saturday game. Oh, that's oh right. there you yeah. go. Well, that won't, won't really that, be a game, I don't think. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe U of O was like, hey, we're playing on Friday. We can have an extra day. But then again, we're playing Murray State. Why not just take a fewer day, and then that gives us a little bit more time against IU. 
did, is there talk, Mike, there was talks that IU was holding stuff back from Ohio State for U of L. Is that true, Scoots? That's what they were saying on Rutherford yesterday. I don't think there is any truth to that. Indiana truly just doesn't know what they want to do from the quarterback position. So I don't think it came from a spot of trying to hide from future opponents what we're going to run and all that. I, I just don't. I don't buy that. I, I haven't personally heard that, but I did hear Rutherford and Trevor talking about that. I just I don't think there's any validity to that. I wonder where they got that from because that seems like nonsense. Exactly. Yeah, it's, I'm in the same boat. I mean, y- you know, I guess when you go into a game like Ohio State, you know that you're not going to win that game, so you can hide some stuff, but I just I don't really see the point in doing that, especially for a team like Louisville who we're expected to lose to as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't expect you'd like throw out the entire playbook in hopes of upsetting Ohio State in week one and you play like it's a national championship bowl game. But when you're down two possessions in the second half uh, in what would be the biggest home win maybe in IU football history, I would think that you'd go for it at that point. I don't think at that point they'd be like, you know what, guys? I know we're close and we should be proud of this, but we're just going to be a little bit conservative here because we've got Louisville in two weeks. I mean, no, of course, nobody ever would do that. It's nonsensical. TJ, what if I told you that maybe it was out of their hands? Um, Maybe it was the players that were holding them back, not the plays, because uh, do you know how many passes Indiana completed through the air against the Ohio State Buckeyes? I do, I do. I I don't know the number, but I know it's something low. I'll take a guess. Was it five? I think ten, oh. 10, right? Oh, Scoots is closer, but he went over. Dun, 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 nine? Dun. Was it only nine? Nine. Okay. Nine passes. They were nine of 20 for 82 whole yards, um, and they almost had as many rushing yards, 71. Um, yeah, and they did a two-quarterback system that worked so well with Trace Jack- Jackson's Davis little brother getting 29 total yards on the day. Ooh. So. And he played majority. Yeah. He played majority of the game, Roush. So, yeah, I, I do think you have. You're right on when you say it's the players, not the plays that were holding them back. It's Indiana's just not a competent football team. They're they're still struggling. How they can get into week one and not know who their quarterback is and decide to play a two quarterback system, which, by the way, is going to be the same thing this weekend or Friday against Indiana State. They're going to play both those quarterbacks. How you can get to this point in the season and not know who your guy is is baffling to me. Like pick one of them and roll with it so the team can get behind that guy if we do this two quarterback system it's i don't i'm, I'm not a big two qb guy I, I never have been i never will be a lot of people uh, say if you have two quarterbacks you don't have one that's true and i can confirm that might be why they were four of 15 on third down conversions uh it's very bad we were probably four on 15 on third down conversions because we faced third and tens all damn day and freaking ran the ball right up the middle like buffoons <laughs> the play- just, but, but Jeff Brown and Louisville are going to have no idea what to expect right. come next week. Yeah, just clog clog the running lanes and they'll be okay because Indiana cannot throw the football. That's what they're going to think, and then IU's just going to let it rip. 60, 70-yard touchdowns on the <laughs> on, uh, uh, every, every time you blink, they're going to be putting up more points. And they're going to be saying, we could have done this against Ohio State, but then Louisville would have been prepared for us. That so, would, that'd be phenomenal. I, if we somehow found a way to win that game, man, that'd be so fun. 
I like that strategy. Go ahead and text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. Stop by Thornton's today to get your morning started right. They've got anything you need. And uh, most importantly, gas. This is normally the time of the year where gas prices go down. They're going up, which is unfortunate. But Thornton's, has a, they have a plan for that. And that's why if you're a Refreshing Rewards member, you're going to save anywhere from 5 to 10 to even up to 15 or 20 cents per gallon out of Thornton's. It can make a big difference each and every time you're filling up, especially if you're on the road as frequently as I am. Yesterday, first time getting to visit the fair city of Milton, Kentucky, and then made my way over to Madison, Indiana, and you all both know how much I hate saying anything nice about Indiana. Madison, Indiana was a very impressive, small, little American town. It's Any of you all ever been to Madison, Indiana? Yeah, I actually have an aunt and an uncle that live in Madison. So I, I spent a good deal of time up in Madison. It is gorgeous up there. And it's right on the river. So they got the, they have a, they do like a big regatta every year. Yeah, great place. I like Madison. I'm guessing when you go to Madison, though, you don't go through Milton to get there. Uh, no, no. You probably just go along. You don't probably go in Kentucky at all. You just stay on no. the Indiana side. Correct. Yeah. So mine took me up 71, and then you know through Henry and Tribble County, and then to to Milton, Kentucky, which I'd never been there. And so I, you know, I'm driving, so I'm not really paying attention to all of it. But I was shocked by like how many. Hill, I, would, I don't know if I'd call them mountains, but like how many, you know, the, the the geography there, very hilly. And I just imagine like explorers coming down the Ohio River back in like the 18th century being like, this is the prettiest river we've ever been on. Because it was beautiful. Like driving over that bridge, I was like, where in the heck am I? There's like mountains in, on to the south of me in Kentucky. There's these giant hills to the north of me in Indiana. Then you cross over the bridge and like you feel like you just snap yourself back to like 1930. There's American flags everywhere intertwined with the Indiana state flag. And it's this like main strip of road and Broadway and all these houses are like 19th century houses that are all well kept. And it's just a really impressive little town. And then you drive up all these hills and there's like these big old hotels like the Ohio River Overlook Inn, which I can't imagine stays all that occupied year round. But it was just an <laughs> impressive little city. And on my way back, I'm going through the town again. I'm just like, man, this is like a beautiful little small town America. And I get on the bridge again. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to get the view of Milton, Kentucky, like when you enter their downtown. Uh, night and day, Milton, Kentucky, get it together. You cross over the bridge, there's not a bunch of like American flags and uh, a cute little small town. It's like you get you get two blocks and there are six signs for fireworks. There's seven signs for tobacco, two signs for booze. And then you make a turn, there's a giant Dairy Queen. You make another turn, you're out of Milton. So um, I would say Madison has the advantage on that river crossing right there. But needless to say, the whole overall area was really, really pretty. I'd not been to that part of the Ohio River. I'd never been to Madison, Indiana. I'd never been to Milton, Kentucky. Uh, so always fun to get out and explore. And I'm happy to be able to save money each and every time with my Refresh and Rewards card at uh, Thornton's. You actually don't even need a card. You just punch in your number. But I'm happy to be a member, exclusive member. No big deal. TJ, all I heard out of that was that Indiana has hills, which is a big transformation for you. I'm tough on Indiana, you are. but that was a very pretty part of Indiana that I had 
I, I had never seen before. So I got to give credit where credit's due. That was, it was clean. It was, you know, there was a lot of people there too. Like the streets were kind of, there was a, a little hustle and bustle to it. I was like, where the heck am I? Uh, but it was Madison, Indiana. And uh, again, Milton, Kentucky, not as much going on on that side, unless you need fireworks or tobacco. A lot of tobacco signs. A lot of tobacco signs. Very big. Yeah, I don't, I, I didn't, that, that is one part of the state, like Trimble County. I just couldn't name you one thing about it and had never heard of Milton. But Madison heard many things about it. Uh, got recruited by Hanover back in the day, but actually never went to Madison either to actually check it out. But I've heard heard really nice things. Ooh, Roush, Hanover is, is actually in Hanover, not Madison. What's the school that's in Madison? It is Hanover, but it's a diff- it's considered a different city. Oh, kiss my ass, Goose. <laughs> you, you just kiss it. Bend over. God, you son of a... Uh, okay, I didn't, they- I, didn't, I didn't really connect the dots that, like, yeah, you go east to get to Hanover. Uh, so that, okay. I, I, is it actually in Madison or it's actually in Hanover? It's, I think it's, it's like, in Hanover. But they're Han- like the same town. That's like, that's like, for, saying, yeah. that's like saying, TJ, you live in Linden and not Louisville. I mean, it's the same thing. Ah, same thing. I see. I see the um, the other the only reason why I knew that that area was hilly uh, TJ is that they have uh, an exhibit at the Children's Museum where they have this old freighter from like I don't know uh, 1800s where when they would get off the boat to get up the giant hill in Madison they had to design this special locomotive to push um, the freight up not pull it push it because it's the steepest railroad like this side of the mississippi or something you know one of those silly crazy things like that but uh yeah who would have known we would have had all these madison fun facts today except for scoots were those facts not fun (laughs) but uh just for like the listeners who may not know what a freighter is of course obviously i do but for for those that may not like a locomotive train like a giant train a, a, a freight train yes not all of us have had the luxury of going to the train museum in mobile alabama or whatever, or Arkansas, Fade, wherever you went to the train museum. It was it was Indianapolis Children's Museum. I know, but you went to an actual train museum. No, it, well, I went to a place in Cincinnati that is just like all model trains. Like basically, it's just like thousands of square feet of model trains. So I, I thought you museum. went on your. I thought you and your dad went into like the history of trains museum when you all were in Arkansas or Mississippi or Alabama oh, or something. I'm with uh, you, TJ. I think I remember that too. That we were like, "What'd you do? Did you do anything fun?" And you were like, "Yeah, well, we went to a train museum. We went to the Walmart museum. Much more interesting." Than trains. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that check that checks out. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It was a cool little place. A lot of the town, a lot of the houses on the hill had like little ice houses um, built into the hills where they'd probably keep meat and maybe even ice cold. But yeah, lugging that bad boy up from the river would be would be horrible back in the day. But they probably had horses and then eventually cars. So uh, I'm sure that all worked in trains, freighters, as Roush would say. Uh, and there's your Milton, Indiana history facts to start today's show. And uh, Madison, Indiana, Milton, Kentucky history facts to start today's show. I didn't show. know there was a bridge there. So that's the biggest fact that I learned. I had no I, idea they had a bridge. I think if you live in Carrollton, that's like the bridge you got to take to get over to Indiana. If I'm, I could be wrong about that. What? There could be a bridge in Carrollton. Is I it? know there's one that's, um, that's like by the casino, um, you know, a little bit more up the highway, like 15, 20 minutes or so. Mm. Like Spartanburg area? 
Yeah, yeah, around Sparta. Yeah, uh, yeah they because they have the exit with the rival gas station that's there that may or may not have had um, to change some poopy diapers at that one. And I, even once, uh, dog was trying to tell us something, didn't realize it until she just pooped in the car. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was while we were trying to get off that exit. I felt really mm. bad. So you are very familiar with that exit. It sounds like a lot of poop. Uh, all right, there's there there's our morning pleasantry segment. We've got a lot to talk about in regards to the Kentucky Wildcats, sports as a whole, the meaning of life even. So we're going to get to all those things. We're going to get to the Thornton's text line. We didn't finish it yesterday. We're going to talk about Big Z, and is he free? Mm, many people are asking, are there answers? We'll come back. We'll talk about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on your Wednesday morning. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Gaines. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. You have to park so close? Yeah, what's wrong? You shouldn't be here. Why is that, Alan? I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a school. What? Or Chuck E. Cheese. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 14.50 AM. Always, whenever I'm traveling outside of Jefferson County, I always like to see how far I can get Big X. Uh, you could not get 96.1 or 14.50 in Milton, unfortunately. So if there's any station in Milton that wants to carry us after we kind of made fun of your downtown area a little bit, by the way, every time I hear that song, all I think about is the Rutherford Show. So I was part of me was expecting you to be like, "This is the Mike Rutherford Show," because that's his intro no. song. Get no. it? No, I get it. I get it. I just didn't do it. Oh, I know that. I, I see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it didn't carry up that far. But you can stream anywhere. On the TuneIn Radio app, you can download the podcast, listen anywhere, just search for Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast, and a replay of the show on Big X goes from 9 to 11, leading right into the Hoosier Report. What's going to be on the Hoosier Report today, Scoots? Uh, we're going to talk some Hoosiers. Hoosier football, Hoosier basketball, probably talk some basketball recruiting if I know Matt. So, yeah, it'd be a good time if you're an Indiana guy. Ooh, isn't that McNeely fella coming to visit IU for an official visit? He, Top 10 recruit? He is, yeah. There is a lot of buzz with Liam McNeely and his teammate, Derek Queen. Both of those guys are getting a lot of love from Indiana fans. So hopefully we can get one. If we get both, that'd be amazing. Nobody ever likes the stereotype, but Liam McNeely looks like an Indiana Hoosier. <laughs> or a Bellarmine Knight, yes. <laughs> so I think I think there's a, a decent chance maybe the Hoosiers end up landing him. I have no idea what UK's doing in the class of 2024. It's a luxury that you don't really have to worry about basketball recruiting all that much because over the last decade plus, it's just been able to work out. 
uh, with maybe an exception here or there, but it's just been able to work out. But things have been a little quiet in 2024. They've got their targets, and I think they've got a really great crew coming to visit. Uh, but it's a little quiet on the UK front, but we will have more shows and more time to talk about that. We need to talk about basketball, Kentucky basketball, not so much on the recruiting side of things, Roush, because I don't think we really consider the Croatian sensation a recruit anymore. He's a, a commit. There were some outlets, some people that reported that he was actually enrolled at the university. That ended up not being totally true because you have to be accepted to be enrolled. And it turns out that he's having some issues being accepted. We talked about it yesterday. We did learn a little bit more information about the process. It wasn't as simple, Roush, as, hey, he took one test. He needed to take another test. He actually did get a grade that UK says, oh, we, we don't, that's, that's, that's no good for us. So it actually was just kind of messing up a section of a test. And I guess the holdup is like, is UK really not going to let this guy in because maybe a test score for an English section for an international student wasn't up to snuff? It's ridiculous. I mean, it's just, it's mind-blowing dumb what UK is doing And we'll get into more of the situation. We'll talk about this whole thing today. We'll read your text messages about it. But UK goes on yesterday and releases a statement. Shout out to the Sack Pack crew. We're up to no good. They get the free Big Z hashtag rolling. And it gets so loud to the point that UK, not the athletic program, but the University of Kentucky admissions needs to make release a statement on it. And I cannot be convinced that that statement was not an AI statement. Like, the way it reads is an AI statement. And, Roush, the little part that I tweeted you that I just copied and pasted in a response to one of your tweets yesterday, that is the most, like, filler BS could apply to pretty much any situation. So leave it to Kentucky to have a chance to clear things up, calm their own fans. Like, I just sometimes I don't realize... I don't think Kentucky knows who their audience is. It's the people that pay your all's freaking bills. It's your fans. And they have a chance to address their fans, calm them down, clear things up, show a bit of optimism in the whole process, and they release something that looks like AI would have released it. It's complete nonsensical. It's a bit condescending in the process, and it actually makes things muddier, more complicated. Uh, So they dropped the ball. The situation while you've got the experts like Jack Pilgrim feeling better about where things stand today than they did yesterday, it's still just such a weird, weird situation that's been going on. Uh, Roush, what are your takes after the developments yesterday? Uh, I'm kind of with you in the the AI sound of it because it's a lot of word salad that AI uses. Uh, a close encounter of the athletic kind. Um that that that's that's some of the AI word salad things they like to use, and I appreciated the. Uh, it also contradicted itself too because it was a, uh, it was a complex issue, but also um, I'm I'm trying to pull it up really quickly. Um, it's a uh, complex issue, but misinformation is being perpetuated. It's like, well, which one is it? Like, it can't be one or the other. Like, it's. Yeah, let's. I guess let's just go ahead and read it, right? Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, misinformation is being perpetuated regarding the admission status of someone who wishes to attend the University of Kentucky. <laughs> the truth is, member of our university, from our athletics department to our admit, 
administration and all other units are working together efficiently and in a manner that is consistent with institutions mission standards. These are often complex issues with multiple aspects to them. And they require many people working to do the right thing for an individual wishing to attend the university. That is what we are doing. Spreading unfounded rumors helps no one. Well, okay. Well, first and foremost, the misinformation that was being perpetuated, that was just, Matt said that the drop ad date was yesterday. It was not. The drop ad date was like a week or two ago. So like they threw him a bone. Like that, that was just easy for them to say he's spreading misinformation because that was incorrect. But nothing else he said was incorrect because the 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 just the overall take I have on all this it's frustrating as hell that we have a bunch of adults that can't just get this damn thing done. I mean, what what are we doing here, UK admissions? Can you not just can you not just work together? Because here's the here here's where the, this whole thing has become a big stink, TJ. It's because the adults just won't pick up the phone and talk to each other. Instead, they're talking to reporters for the reporters to put public pressure on people to do this. I mean, we got a, a situation where reporters are trying to put pressure on the admissions office to make it happen. Well, then the admissions office gets mad because they're under pressure. So then they have somebody call the reporters to say, oh, there's people spreading our emails, addresses, and contact information out there. What are you doing? It's like, could you not just have the people do their Damn job behind the scenes. Just do your job. Get this kid into freaking school. He can speak English. Who gives a damn about the stupid test? Like, we've heard him talk. He's fine. Just play. The basketball matters more than if he's going to be in UK one-on-one or if he's going to be in GL 160. TJ, I don't know about you. I had TAs where it was a struggle to know what the hell they were saying. It's not a struggle to understand what Zvonimir Ivicic is saying, okay? This is stupid. This is petty. Why are we here? We are wasting all of our time, and it is so freaking frustrating because a bunch of adults are acting like children and won't do the job. They're paid much more to do than we are to sit here and talk on the radio. Roush, a little, like, radio tip. Sometimes it's good to show emotion. How do you really feel about this situation? I'm kidding. That was good. That was Thanks. good. Thanks. I'm with you. I'm I'm with you in your frustration. You got me even more fired up, and I was already pretty fired up about this entire thing. I think the counter to this, and you know how I like to do these situations, yes. would yes. be if this were a regular student, they wouldn't even get the time of day. They would they were too late in the process. They didn't have a passing score on that one section they needed to, and they'd have to go through the process again just like anybody else would. And we got to treat him like a normal student. He's not a normal student. Yeah. If you if you had this like young up and coming person in the academic side of things who could be the world's best brain surgeon or maybe they, you know, they they there's reason to believe that they could find a way to cure cancer. And they, and, and yes, I'm comparing the Croatian to say, sensation to somebody who may be able to cure cancer somewhere down the road. But he's not a normal student. He's bringing value to the University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky should be thrilled that one of the best European basketball prospects wants to come to the middle of Kentucky to play basketball for a year, for two years, you know, it, it depends. I'm, I'm sure this isn't probably his most favorite introduction to his new favorite university with them kind of railroading him a little bit. He's not a normal student. So normal situations and normal processes should not be applied to this situation. He is a special talent. UK should be, should be doing anything they can 
bending any rules they can to get him in, and they should do it with other students that can help the University of Kentucky, whether in athletics or not in athletics. If there's somebody that they feel like is going to be an amazing student and help out Kentucky in a great way, then in this process they should do the same thing, which is just evaluate it with your brain. The kid can speak English. I, you know, I don't know what his grades look like back in his Croatian high school or secondary school or wherever, whatever his final level of schooling is, but it, it's somebody that's not going to be an issue at Kentucky from an academic standpoint. He's not going to bring down the overall athletics GPA because you allowed this dude into the school. I agree with you the whole thing. What are we doing? Just make it make it happen. And the and the part that's even more frustrating is that it's not like would you say 95% of the Kentucky basketball players under Cal have left in good academic standing and many of which have came back to get their degree. So it's not like Cal's just running these guys in and out and they've had to have a lot of favors done to, to this point. It's like, no dude, this is a 20 year old Croatian. Like, are you going to see that this is a one-off like, and I know, well, there's complex issues, but hey, nerds, nobody cares, all right? Nobody cares about you and your stupid standards. It's a state school. I know you want to be like, oh, we're a top 20 research program, which you're not, but you're charging kids an arm and a leg. You've completely flipped what the school looks like, and now all those people that are paying an arm and a leg to sleep in their Tempur-Pedic beds, they, you'll happily take their money, but oh, no. Can't have a seven footer from Croatia come in because he didn't pass his English test. Like what? Give me a break. It it, it does seem like and Roush, I, I I know I'm tiptoeing around this, but like it does seem like universities over the last three years, really since the start of the pandemic, like when, do they just not care about kids anymore? Like do they not care about students anymore? Shouldn't like we want? Isn't the whole point of colleges to? Be as accommodating and accepting to a certain degree to try to get the American population or or people visiting America because there are a ton of foreign students that come and learn in our great country. Isn't the whole point to try to get as many people in as possible so they can learn and be able to develop skills and relationships and connections to be able to go out into the real world and be able to make a good living and have a good job and get in. and I know that this won't be uh, this won't be his his goal is to like get a college degree necessarily although you never really know how things are going to unfold but why are, why are we like shutting people out why do we continue to like put education aside all because this guy's had one test score that doesn't that doesn't meet UK's ninety five percent acceptance rate criteria. It's just it's just so dumb. It is, and yeah, I don't think you're gonna hear a differing opinion from a UK person on this. And sometimes that's good in radio to like have a differing opinion or have a contrarian or something like this. But that just kind of goes to show that this situation is as dumb as it seems. Except the kid. He wants to play basketball for UK, the best basketball program in the country. UK was able to sort of steal him in the 12th hour to make it happen. Follow up on it. And this brings me to like the point that Jack's saying that this could be a anti-Calipari conspiracy. Wait, wait, what? Oh, from the, um, I can see that. 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by it. And that like a lot of what this comes down to as well, the understanding that I have is that um, the way that Calipari has been operating for the in, in recent years is he just kind of thinks that like he can just call somebody and then they'll bend over back and do whatever he says so that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. I can see some people being like, oh, Cal, you think you can do that? No, uh-uh, not anymore because you've been – you haven't been kissing our butts as much lately. <laughs> Which, I mean, to a degree, like, Cal, kiss some more butts. You're kissing Phil Castellini's butt yesterday. Which, by the way, of all of the things to do last night, it was a great win by the Reds. Um, uh, why are they playing interleague play in September? Major League Baseball, you suck. Um, but great win by the Reds. Cal was there to watch Ellie De, De La Cruz uh, get home for the walk-off uh, winning run. But what... What, Phil Castellini might as well be the devil reincarnate for a good chunk of your fan base and you're sharing pictures with that guy? Like, dude, come on. Like, there's just like, – who's Bosner's replacement? Like, can we well, – that, that just such a misstep. Such a misstep there. But I digress. I, I, I digress because it I, – I, I, to the original point, I could see where um, – there's maybe some people who are just wanting to push back on Cal out of principle's sake because he's been out of touch lately and he just thinks he walks on water everywhere. I can see that. By the way, Roush, the okay. Major League Baseball plays a balanced schedule now, so there's interleague play all year round. Yes, that sucks. It should only it. be in June and July. I, I love it. it. Hey, so, yeah. I, guys, I've seen a lot of comparisons online to – and I don't, I don't even know how close it is. So if you could give me a brief synopsis on how this situation is the same or different than the Enos Cantor one. That's different because the NCAA was the one who said Enos Cantor wasn't eligible because he was not an amateur athlete. And you got to take yourself back to 2010 when you, you had to be an amateur athlete. There was no nil. There was none of that stuff. Uh, NCAA said that he had made, I think, like $30,000 playing for a Turkish pro team. And while his family said they kept all that money and they could gladly pay it all back, the NCAA said, we don't care. He's already been a professional athlete in Turkey. He cannot come here and play for us. Uh, that was also a terrible, terrible decision by the NCAA. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember what was the deal with Enos, so thanks for clarifying. And th this is not an NCAA thing. With yeah, which is Vonamir, with Vonamir. This is a like, this is can, a strictly UK thing. He can pass instantly clearinghouse, but he can't pass UK admissions. Which is just so dumb. Which is so so dumb. And Roush, I thought you were first off a, a couple different things. The Castellani thing. I thought you were going to say that like Cal made a mistake saying his two daughters go to UK because. I know one UK basketball coach named John Vincent Calipari that sent one of his daughters to UK, and she lasted about a semester before she was like, okay, these people need to leave me the hell alone. I'm getting out of here, uh, which is kind of understandable because I'm sure she probably got a ton of attention when she was a Calipari at UK. I feel like he just marked the Castellini kids at Kentucky. Um. Yeah, but I think it's a little bit different. Like, um, I think I've mentioned it before, but like Rooney, uh, there was a Rooney granddaughter that attended oh, UK. We, at the we all we all know that, Roush. Yeah, but we, like we, I, I mean, I think they would just oh well, anybody, she's rich, but I don't think people were going to like 
hound her because her family um, is a bad owner, like they're bad owners. Anybody who went to Tenderoof, I think, knew that about the Roonies. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're, no, you're probably right, but I'm sure that that would be good people to know in college. It'd be a, I bet that'd be a fun group oh. to go to Keeneland with. Oh, oh. <laughs> you ain't, you're kidding. Which, by the way, uh, tomorrow you can go to Keeneland and make bets. And oh, oh people forget that. Yeah. Downs. I had that written down. Uh, we're gonna get wow. to that. We're gonna. We're, I'm excited to talk about that. Are but we really, gonna go uh, make a bet with Andy tomorrow? Is he or uh, do you think he might have a line like I just I just wish I could bet on all of the teams to win. I just hope he just lays a ton of money on Murray State. Just like uh, you know what, <laughs> I need to do better and and I need to do better in Western Kentucky. I want the Racers fan. I've got Louisville locked up. I need the Racers fans to start voting for me. Yeah, maybe. Uh, or he just makes a really bad bet. I would all be. That'd be a good time. Um, but no, that would be cool. Better, no, even better would be if he like turns out he's a shark and he's like got some serious weight to move a line <laughs> in his favor. <laughs> Does a, a Murray Eastern parlay, <laughs> or he's like. Oh, uh, yeah, that Notre Dame line at seven. I want to get it down to six and a half. So <laughs> I'm going to put 10 grand or no, we're going to put 50 grand on NC State. We're going to try to move that down to get the hook. And then I'm going to put 250 on Notre Dame minus six and a half. He's explaining all this to the reporters. This is what we call a middle, folks. I'm trying to middle this line here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. Yeah, it's, that is uh, tomorrow, which is exciting. Yeah. One, more, one more thing on the UK okay. situation. Okay. Yeah. And this isn't going to be a surprise to you, Roush. It probably shouldn't be a surprise to, to most people that had any, had any sort of sports involvement at a university. Uh, there's usually a rift between the athletics and the academic side of things. I remember when I remember talking to a teacher once and are you doing any extracurriculars or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I cover sports for the colonel. This was my freshman year. And he like scoffed at me. He was like, sports. Ugh, you're one of those guys. I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, the athletes, they don't take this seriously. Their coaches don't care. They're not here to learn anything. They're just here to play sports. And that's just like a, and that's one guy's opinion, but it's an overall sentiment. A lot of times in the academic side of things, they feel like athletics get special treatment. They get money that the act, you know, I'm having to work my office hours in a closet and yet they just built a new football facility and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of ill will. Uh, it's just, they don't always work hand in hand like you think a university would. And especially when UK athletics is self-sustained, self, they, they fund everything themselves. They don't take money from the university. They actually give money back to the university. The issue now is some people, some professors at UK think they don't give enough back. So I would not doubt in the slightest if this is the academics or mission side of things saying, slow your roll. You guys don't run this stuff. We do have rules and we do have processes here. And just because he's a basketballer doesn't mean we just snap our fingers and ignore the process, which, which is dumb. Snap your fingers and ignore the process here. He's a basketball player. If you want more money in the academics, a national championship would go a long way for that. That's good for business all around. So the whole thing's frustrating. The whole thing's stupid. You're not going to hear a counterpoint on the whole thing, and rightfully so, because there's not a counterpoint. Get it together. Get it right. Speaking of all this stuff, did you all see Duke's quarterback pleading for his professor to give him an extension on homework? 
Yeah, yeah. Duke's a dorky. That, that really ticked me off. I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. Well, the professor came back and was like, yeah, no, the other two guys that were on the team, they got theirs done, and you're just an idiot, basically. So, I, I thought that uh, was That funny. was smart on the professor. Oh, That's for sure. go viral. For sure. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to go viral. Um, I'm the sure professor really, he, he looked like a huge Duke dork. Uh, I was out on the entire video. I hated that people <laughs> enjoyed it. You shouldn't yeah. enjoy anything from Duke. No, no, never. Unless it's um, a big fat loss in basketball. Or they're beating Clemson in football. That's okay, too. I didn't realize that that whole place was basically Clemson fans. Because the way the <laughs> yeah. camera was really hit it. Well, you, saw, you saw the other side. I finally got around to seeing the whole stadium panorama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very awkward in the second half. Um, <laughs> you're just like, oh, my gosh, where are the people? There's no people here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I love a texter on the Thorns text line. Uh, and Nick... The football team uses the media to rally the fans against the school, against things they need to. Like what? Like is it like when we were saying that, hey, Kentucky can't practice in their indoor facility because it's not big enough? I mean, I don't need to like go on a pulpit and preach for Mark Stoops. I'm more frustrated that like they just couldn't. Like this feels like something that should be done behind closed doors. But you know what though? TJ, on the other hand, Pretty nice to see everybody universally in agreement on something in this fan base, um, especially on the basketball front where the winning hasn't been at a uh, high of a level. So there's been a lot of uh, infighting. Uh, we've seen it on the Thorns text line and it's it's been disheartening at times. So, hey, on, on the flip side, counterpoint, very happy that we're all united on something, even if it is against our own stupid school. Yeah, it's nice. I, I think that like after the the Canada trip, it, it like the good feelings around UK basketball started to reemerge. I know that it's only going to take one loss in November to get those people back with their pitchforks and torches. But it seemed like we had kind of turned a corner from a rough off season. They do well in Canada. They add the Croatian sensation. I feel like everybody was on board, and this is one final hurdle. Where it is, there it is nice to see UK fans kind of collectively frustrated together instead of pointing fingers at one another. Now we're all pointing fingers still at one another because it is still UK academics that we're pointing our fingers at now. But at least the athletics is collectively doing it. And then, well, he's gonna get he's gonna play for Kentucky. I'm confident in that. Why am I confident in that? Because it just would make no GD sense for any other situation to unfold here for any other result to come to fruition. The only solution is to clear this player, have him enrolled, actually enrolled this time at the University of Kentucky and kumbaya, everybody's going to be ready to rock and roll for the season. I'm confident that that's going to take place, but it's strictly from just a common sense standpoint. I I think common sense wins out here and you're allowed, you're allowed to play. But, and once that happens, I think UK fans are going to be happy. You're going to take, you're going to see folks, you know, this good feeling will will continue into football season, and I think it's all going to build up, Roush, for hopefully that Florida home game where just – you know, it had hopefully at that point been several weeks of great U.K. news, exciting U.K. news, the fan base mostly together, and then we can all kind of unload at Kroger Field and what will be just an insane, raucous environment. So I think it happens – Rash, your final prediction. Does he play for Kentucky this year? Zanamir Ivacic? I think so, because the alternative is he plays for another school, and I just can't. Like, why would UK 
Why would anybody at admissions want to do that? I'm sure they're frustrated by the way that this has played out in the public sphere, but what do they have to gain by denying access? Nothing. Not a dar- not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Hour one is done. Hour number two coming up next. It's going to be text line heavy. We're going to talk gambling and sports, and we'll talk a little football as oh, well. Man. There's a beautiful rainbow over the south end right now. Just sunshine and bright over our old Kentucky home. And you know what? The end of a south end rainbow, it's an above ground pool. We'll be back for hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports oh. Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Hour number two. Welcome back. Happy to have you here. This is Kentucky Roll Call on oh, Big X Sports God. Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, the world's best producer. You can hear him. Throughout the day on Big X Sports Radio, he, Tuesday through Friday, produces the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and Beers with Spears at, from noon to one. That show is only growing, everybody. Uh, I've been happy to see its growth, both in numbers, but also in textures throughout the day. Spears is hilarious, um, and he's only on an hour Yet he still thinks it's like a six-hour radio show from time to time. Uh, there's enough to talk about Spears. But he if you haven't checked him out at noon, make sure you're doing such. And then, of course, Mike Rutherford from 3 to 6. Scoots does not produce the Mike Rutherford show. He has in the past. Sometimes, yeah. That's Trevor Kelsey, the big guy. And it was fun to get all five of us together for really the first time ever. Yeah, confirmed. Yeah, I think it was the first time ever, yeah. Yeah, first time that all five of us got to hang out. And we had some fun, needless to say. Does Mike Rutherford show up to the Christmas party? Uh, I think <laughs> Not a chance. Yeah, no, I like to think we buttered him up with this scramble. He feels comfortable with us now, knows that we're not complete losers. I think he shows up. That's the that's the thing is, like, do we see him at the Christmas party? Do we see him at next year's scramble? That's going to be his real answer to if he had a good time this past Friday. Do we know if um, if they're doing anything special for the opening game of the season? Are they going to are they going to do the show at a tailgate? Um, I mean, it would require Trevor to get out of the house, but um, yeah, I don't think they have anything special planned. Um, I, I saw that that Nick Coffey was going to try to do his show from a tailgate. That'd be fun, I think. One year, I think maybe Kentucky Roll Call, that Thursday Auburn, it wasn't Kentucky Roll Call, the sports talker with T.J. Walker. I think before that Auburn game, I did the show from outside of Kroger Field, which oh, that's always fun to just be in the atmosphere doing that sort of stuff. Palpable buzz. But I don't know. I don't know if they've got anything planned for the home opener Thursday. I don't think either one of them are going. I could be I could be wrong about that. But wow. Trevor ate a salad. Trevor ate a salad to bring Jeff Brom home, and he may not even go to the actual home opener. Trevor yeah. did talk about how sore he was on Saturday from hit swinging the golf club a few times <laughs> on Friday. 
So he, want, he may want to take, he may just need the whole week to recover. Take it easy, Scoots. That's my line, not his. He was like, I did a lot of walking. I was thinking to myself, Trevor, I'm not sure I saw you get out of the cart besides to hit the golf balls. I think, you know what I think it was? I think he had his feelings hurt because he really wanted to drive the golf cart. And I even told intern Jacob, they were in the same cart together. I told intern, hey, after the ninth hole, you should let Trevor drive. And they never did switch. So I think Trevor was just a little, had his feelings hurt, if you will. Oh, wow. That didn't even put two and two together. Trevor loves driving the golf yeah, cart. That's, his favorite, I think it's one of his like top five favorite things in the world. That's all he wanted to do on Friday was drive the golf cart, and I don't believe that ever happened. So Why didn't he just t- tell Jacob to beat it? Yeah, like, I mean, dude, he's way bigger than Jacob. You've also been at this freaking station for 100 years. Like You got a little bit more seniority over the kid who was the intern last summer. I think the logic would be like, Jacob is playing his own ball. He's going to know where it is. Probably best for him just to drive up to it. Trevor doesn't pay attention. His eyesight's not very good. He would just be like, Jacob would just be basically driving the cart while Trevor pushes the gas. I'm guessing it just made more sense to like, hey, Trevor, you just sit back and relax. I'm going to know where everything is. I'll drive up to it. But the thing is, Jacob hits so many good shots. Like Trevor can find the middle of the fairway. Well, Trevor can find just short of the green. Trevor can drive up near the green. It, but also, maybe it's a good thing, because remember the first time we took Trevor out to the golf course, he was like doing bunker angels and writing initials in the bunkers and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe best just to keep him as hands-off as possible. Yeah. Not, not well, the worst he, he heeded the advice. He definitely sat back and relaxed. I can confirm that. <laughs> he was very relaxed. But I think one time it looked like he was sleeping. He was so relaxed. But yes, uh, very, very relaxed. I'm ready to get to the Thornton's text line, Roush. But if you've got any other quick hitters, we're going to talk gambling a little bit. I know we've got some football stuff, but I figured get a few texts in. But uh, the, the floor let's, is yours. Let's 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 get to that Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450 is the number. Um, and I'm not sure exactly where we left off. Oh, congratulations, TJ and family. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, we, uh, since I said it on radio, I figured I'd go ahead and just tweet it on out there. But so I made the tweet yesterday, but yes, expecting our, our second child in April. We're over the moon, excited baby Lucy. Who's not my baby anymore. Toddler Lucy. She's very excited. She doesn't quite understand What's going on? I picked her up from daycare yesterday, and the te- I was like, we just, you know, you catch up on how their day went. Oh, she had a great day. Before you got here, it was the cutest thing. I didn't even want to disrupt her, but she was just in the back quarter, and she was petting her baby and just rocking her baby, and I was like, oh, my gosh. That's the cutest thing in the world. She was like, yeah. In the last two days, she's just been, like, going with the baby and, like, going and picking up the blocks as with the baby's hands, and then the baby's hands will go drop the blocks somewhere else. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, this Do- girl. She's oh, just yeah. the cutest little thing in the world. So she's pumped about it, although I, I guess she has an idea of what's going on, although she'll always pull up her shirt and rub her belly when we're talking <laughs> about babies. So I think she maybe thinks that it's in her, but yeah, she's she's not even two yet, so it's not even registered. Have you all, well, she's not even two. Do, do we know if she wants a brother or a sister? Is, is she that? Can she put that together? I don't even know if she really knows genders, to be honest with you. Okay. Like, I don't gotcha. know if she can, like, recognize the difference between, like, a boy and a girl or something like that. Gotcha. That makes um, sense. So, no, I don't, I don't know. But it, she'll be two and a half when the baby comes. So, probably maybe in March she'll be able to. I finally got her to answer something on her favorite animal. And she uh-huh. didn't really even answer. She just did the elephant noise and went, Aah! 
and lifted her hand up like it's big trunk. So uh, it, she's not she's not really to the answering question phase. Um, I'd say her favorite words are more cheese or more ice. She mm. loves ice. She loves cheese. And roll call. And ice is not good for like developing teeth. Uh, and cheese obviously is dairy, which can also. But boy, that girl loves cheese. She's definitely a Packers fan. <laughs> Hell. Another, but thank you everybody who reached out. It was really, really nice. Uh, we, the family, appreciates it. The, the wife is not a tweeter, but I was like, all right, well, I probably need to tag her in this. And then so she was just getting blown up with messages, but she appreciated all of them, and uh, we all, we all did. So thank you everybody that reached out. We're pumped. We're pumped. A texter says, "Tell us, Nick, when was the last time Matt Jones wrote a post on that website he used to own? Was it a long time ago? What was Matt's opinion about the big Croatian playing here or not? Couldn't this texter have just read it?" Yeah, they could have just read it. Um, but, yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, probably pre on three, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, because even then, he didn't really know how to write on the blog that much. Um, things are a little different than when he started the, the old bad boy up. Blogs also were much different back in the day. It was like... They were so easy. Well, and it was, it was something... Like, essentially, instead of having a bunch of different content, you would just have, like three things that were all really long. Um, and that was like your day. And then it would be like, oh, here's a video and like a sentence. Um, internet, much different place now. Much, much different place. Had a great time at the scramble, guys. Unfortunately, lost my replacement pair of Shady Rays, so I bought a new one. For the price, that course is money. I totally agree. Um, and, you know, yeah. the, the, the scramble price did go up from year one to year two. It's not crazy to think that it could potentially go up from year two to potentially year three. But we'll worry about that when we get there. It's worth it. They could they could raise it probably close to double, and I would still think that that's a, a pretty solid price for, for Scramble and a good time out there. And the food was uh, included, and folks got koozies and other good stuff, other goodies. Uh, had a chance to win free Shady Rays. I think seven people did. They were doing discounts out there all the same. So for the price, you couldn't beat Friday. But glad to see you out there. Hope you had a good time. And hopefully we'll see you and everybody else next year. For what it's worth, that price was cheaper than their normal tea time. So yeah, absolutely great price. Yeah, and they like you know it's a win win for everybody. We get to see everybody, get to throw the big X scramble. The course gets, uh, you, you know, they were what they have twenty three tea times going off at nine fifteen. That's a good business day for them, uh, even if it is at a, a slightly discounted price. Salsaritas, a lot of people said, this is my first time I've ever had Salsaritas. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. And I was like, we try to tell you every day on the radio that they've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews, and you should you should check them out. And don't forget to download the Salsaritas app and remember them for their catering needs. Just like they put on a show there at the Big X Golf Scramble, they can do that for you in your own living room or your church or wherever you may be. Salsaritas catering is the tops. But it was good for them because new people tried it. Shady Rays, uh, you know, what, they had 80, 90 customers just come through, hold number three for them. Not everybody bought sunglasses, but everybody got to check them out and free advertising there. So it was a win-win for everybody, and, and we can't thank Elk Run enough for having us out there. Disney owns Hulu, so no problem. No problem here. Cut the cord, boomers. <laughs> um, I've heard very bad reviews on Hulu's live TV, though. Ooh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Whatever you were told <laughs> is completely untrue. Oh, well, Hulu! I Hulu Live I, is a freaking amazing. I've had it for. 
probably four years now, and it's it's phenomenal. Now the price fight, the fight, the, fight, the, fight, the fight, price has fight. gone up a little higher than I would have liked initially when I signed up for Hulu Live, but I, Roush, I think it's phenomenal. Well, how easy is it to change channels between games? Well, that's the thing. So my Hulu's linked up with my ESPN Plus. So if I just go over to the sports tab, I got every single game right there. And I mean, it's not as easy as traditional TV or cable, but ah, it's not. It's not. Ha ha ha! Gotcha, Scoots. Roush, you don't watch sports, Roush. You know I don't like change. I actually hate, absolutely hate change. But it is easy enough where it does not bother me. So I, I like Hulu. Well, uh, Wucket had to transition from YouTube TV to Hulu Live, and he hates it. Um, because it's so difficult to change games, especially when it's not just ESPN. It's like there's a game on FS1. No, I know. That's Fox. what that's what my Hulu does, though. If you go to the sports section, it shows you every game that's on. It's really not yeah. hard. But Sound- you can't just hit down twice and go to the last channel you were on. That's true. So- just sounds yeah. like it. luck gets against change as well. Angry old man. He need just change with I the think times, just, it. I think it's not user-friendly. Like, regular Hulu kind of stinks, too. Now... Do they have the best show selection right now? Yes, and it's not even close. Like it's no, that's not I, true. I think it's ten times better than Netflix right now. Like as a, far a, as like, HBO is still the goat in terms of content. Yeah, but like they don't have the. I, I think Hulu's just got a lot of the easy white watch thirty minute shows that I really enjoy, and they've got some good movies on there too. Uh, HBO has Full House. They have Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, those aren't shows I just watched. Winning Time, Hard Knocks. <laughs> if you don't watch those shows lightly, how do you watch them? Uh, I have you, to be like locked in. Like I'm talking about like shows like How I Met Your Mother, uh, Sunny, where it's like I can half pay attention to it while I'm doing something else. Yeah, those are those shows too. But uh, also, why would I watch Full House now? That like, come on. What do you mean? Why would you watch Full House now? It's one of the greatest shows ever invented. So that's why you'd mm-hmm. watch Full House now. And it's good family concept for your kids. They could learn a thing or two from Danny Tanner. Man, fight, uh, fight, I, fight, I, fight. You know what? You could learn a thing or two from Danny Tanner. Come to think of it. Yeah, how to curse. <laughs> How to Actually, clean? No, that was Bob Saget. Bob Saget knew. How Ex- to curse. Yeah, thank you. Danny, so, Danny did not. Get, get it right. I'll tell you what. I'm not crazy about all the spectrum nonsense. It doesn't impact me in the slightest. Poor Terry Sr. is confused as all get out, which this is just a perfect storm of a nightmare for technology with him. Um, but I, I think he realizes that, like, you're just not going to get the ESPN stuff here for a little bit. He's a spectrum guy. He still has, the, like, the old insight remote that's, like, you know, a foot long ginormous you never lose that bad oh boy. man that's the best remote that's I know. ever been made i, would, I, I what like, i would do to get the insight remote back after these smart tv remotes i'm so sick of them i lose them like they they i get like lost in like my belly fat that remote does but those big insight remotes you'd never lose those bad boys it's like the lady who lost the gun and her belly fat and shot herself at the uh, white Sox game you know what it is just like that come to think of it people forget that that happened at a white Sox game and they were like how did she get the gun in well she snuck it through her belly fat which, great. Now, fat, overweight people all across the country are going to know if they want to sneak a weapon and how to go about it. Does that not work through metal detectors? I guess it did, but they just assumed that she had like some sort of prop or something. Or maybe like a wand. You know, the wand caught it, or she's like, I had a surgery right there. Um, don't go through my folds. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. Um, but it's, it, Spectrum's impacting me because everybody is switching to YouTube TV now. 
And I can only imagine that YouTube TV is going to up their prices in the near future. Because isn't that how this works? Like we get a good cable company or we get a good streaming service and you get comfortable with it and you like it. And then all of a sudden, just a random Tuesday, you check your bill and you're like, what? It's got up $60. How did that happen? And DirecTV, I'm looking at you. Insight, I'm looking at you. You pretty much name it. If it's a TV cable company that I've used or a streaming service I've used, at some point they've just had a ridiculous price hike. And you may say, well, that's inflation. That's just the way that the world works. Prices over time are going to go up. I understand it. But these do like drastic ones just in a blink of an eye. And then you'll call, or I've actually never done this, but I've heard a million people do it. You'll call and you'll complain and they'll be like, okay, well, we can actually give you another year at the price that you were paying. And it's like, well, then why, then why are you upping it then? If you can do that, then just keep it that way. Regardless, I didn't want to get in the TV rant, but I can only imagine that YouTube TV now is going to become pricier and I can't help but think the spectrum's to be blamed for it. Yeah. And um, I, I will say that like, I bet part of, I bet Spectrum's just as cheap because when I realize like, oh, what I pay for internet plus what I pay for YouTube TV, it's probably more than what I was paying for cable. But uh, the thing I like most, YouTube TV is so convenient, like having it on my phone where, you know, trying to put the kid down and I'm sitting in the corner, he won't go to sleep, but I can watch the first quarter of the Florida Utah game or kid loses his mind and is going crazy at the store. I've got every kid's TV show at my disposal just like that. Hey, who I was talking to the wife about that? Or go ahead, Scooch. I was just gonna say who lose the exact same way. I watch phone. I watch TV on my phone all the time. I was talking to the wife about the YouTube TV app. Just how easy it is. Can you watch the DVR recordings on your phone, Scooch? I can. Yeah, and I can also basically I can just log into my whole Hulu from my phone. I can set a recording. Like if I'm at work and there's a game on, I want to watch. When I get home, I can start recording it from where I'm at. Yeah, it's great. Do all that same stuff on the YouTube TV app. It's very impressive. Watch live local channels as well. Uh, it's cool. It, it is great. Um, but, you know, I back in the day, DirecTV had a great thing going too. And then their prices just went up uh, way too much. So, YouTube, you've got a nice thing going. Just keep it that way. I may even get the Sunday ticket this year, Roush. It's on YouTube TV, you know. Yeah, that's a lot, though. I'll just do the 10 extra bucks for Red Zone. I texted my mom and I was like, we go to your house every Sunday as is basically for like family dinner. Why don't we split it? And then you'll have all the Packers games that if I don't want to go up to a bar for, you know, we can just come over here and watch and we'll probably be over there anyways. And she texted back, oh, in a K. Um, just, the, just the okay. No exclamation point. No nothing. By the so, way, TJ. My, that means. By the way, my memory's a little hazy, but from what I remember, your mom couldn't have been any nicer on Friday. It was great to great to finally meet her. I'm glad you were able to call that game. Um, we got a lot of textures. That's nice who, of you to say. We've got a lot of textures who are weighing in on this. Robert says, congrats on the second child, TJ. And who alive is so bad I decided to go back to cable? It's absolute dog poop. Another texture says, "Well, hold on. I mean, Scoots, he's calling you out here, buddy. Thank yeah. you for the for the thank you for the nice message." Though. I mean, just let Rouse finish because I am clearly in the wrong here because there are about five texts after this one that also <laughs> also are on Rouse's side. So, hand um, up, I'm wrong. 
doing multiple free trials on all streaming platforms and YouTube TV is definitely the best. Hulu Live isn't user friendly, and TJ is right on HBO slash Max. Um, yeah, it's says, just got the best like shows. I get not all those shows like Game of Thrones is not a light watch, but they do have. I don't know when they like acquired all these other shows, but they do have like a ton of shows that I just didn't know were incorporated with HBO. Um, if I had to pick like one, just one streaming app for the rest of my life, not YouTube TV, because I consider, you know, I consider that live TV, I would go HBO. Okay. I could maybe get behind that. I enjoy it. But um, another text says, people choose to watch How I Met Your Mother. It's not always accidental. Yeah. Trevor and I both. We, we like both. But like, like Hulu, I can do Modern Family, like all of those like sitcoms that I actually have on YouTube TV, but no commercials. Uh, that that part's that part's a big stick. Uh, Nick Spectrum has an app now too. Yeah, but it sucks. And why would I want to? Yeah, suck at Spectrum. Um, YouTube TV definitely easier than Hulu. Hulu is stuck on 720p quality, and you can go up to 4K on YouTube TV. Wow. Ooh, scoots. Hey, but I do have one in my favor. Texter just texted in and said, Hulu Live is the bee's knees. If you prefer regular cable, you have to be a boomer. Come on. We haven't had a good come on in a while. Is that all of our TV text there? I, th- I think I think, I think so. Yeah. Uh, the second kid doesn't make it twice as hard; it makes it ten times as hard. Congrats, buddy! I've gotten uh, a lot of that. Uh, is that is that like a saying that people say? I've I've heard a lot of people complain about how much harder it is with two kids. But I, mean, I will. It is, but, but it's not like ten. But I will say this: that like. From those people, and I trust their opinions, but I also did notice that they probably like complained a little bit more about just the first kid in general. Oh, it's su- having a kid, it's such a different lifestyle change, which like it is, but I'm still doing fun stuff. You're, you've got two kids, you still find a way to do fun stuff from here to there. So I've noticed that the people that are really over the top about two kids, the majority of them, not all of them, they also were kind of a little over the top about the one kid. Yeah. Basically, what I'm getting at is they're babies. You hear me? They're babies. No, I don't doubt that like it's going to be a big change with two kids. I, I'm fully getting my mind ready for it. Um, the um, the bit the, really just the biggest thing is it's like one person handling to um, to like let yeah. the other one go do things. It's like it's it, that that part's changed. Yeah, that makes total sense. Roush, what, Roush and Scoots, what is a good age gap between siblings? Because I had so many people be like, oh, they're going to be two and a half years apart. That's the perfect gap. I think it's a good gap. I've got no issue with it. I think I think it is good. That may be my answer even. But what do you all think? What's a good gap between siblings? Me and my sister are two years and two months apart. So I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, TJ. Two years, two and a half years is, is like the perfect distance. Now, me and my sister argued a lot growing up. But now in our adult lives, I, I mean, we couldn't be much closer than we are. So, yeah, the, I, I'm two, two and a half years. I, I, that's the right gap for me. Um, yeah, we're, we're same distance for me and my siblings, my kids are about two and a half years or so. I think ideally, if there's just like one buffer grade in between them, like if you've got like a sixth grader and an eighth grader, I think that's a that's a nice because then they're in school. You know, they can be in high school for a couple of years together. Where, uh, yeah, so I, I think that's a nice age group. Yeah, 
Although, I think the closer the better. I would love Irish Twins. Uh, you know, I I think that that would just be the, like the most hectic year of somebody's life. But I do think like people being within or a year or a year and a half from their sibling, that'd be cool too. But yeah, two and a half, I think is a good one. And I don't think like, like a seven year gap is the worst thing in the world. Cause then you get a little babysitter there. Ooh, that could be nice too. Yeah. I was talking with somebody at the uh, bar that uh, gets a new manager that we have at the bar uh, in Lexington. And she has a 14 year old and a three year old. So it's just like, phew. Babysitter, babysitting central. Oh yeah, at that point, that like fourteen year old is uh, like a, a co-parent in this situation. Exactly. I yeah. have a it may, may stink for them, but good for you. One of my best friends, um, he has Irish twins. I think his daughters are, I don't know, fourteen months apart. So he he's had his handful. I actually have to go over there tonight and help him babysit. So I'll let you know how it goes. No Godspeed. God. Make sure you do your triple fireball. Oh, absolutely. He's he already asked me what type of beer I want, so we're we're off to a good start. Um, all right, now do we jump it back up? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump back up on the tech side. We've got some doozies. Uh, got to say, it seems like an excuse to blame thinking you might have had an albatross. It's the reason you all fell apart. You have to dig <laughs> in that way. Just giving you all a hard time. But what do y'all think about the Ryder Cups teams? I think it's going to. Be- Take a miracle in Rome for the Americans to win. Um, yeah, yeah, no crap, no crap, buddy. But we got to have an excuse. It can't just be that yeah. we're all average to below Dude. average golfers and, and that we fell apart. Like oh, we got to have get, some excuse. I, I get tired on hole fourteen and quit following through. Like that's that that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Like not Scoots's triple quadruple fireball shot and the birdie juice. Which, by the way, Jacob, we did we mention the early times that Jacob brought? I mean. Yeah. I don't mean to oh. slander a bourbon, but that was the worst oh. shot I've had in years. Same. Yeah. It went down like I ugh. I can't well, believe it didn't I, come back up. You know, I don't I, I agree with everything you just said, but that's when we got hot after that. <laughs> that's true. I mean, there's no denying. That's what you, you especially with the putter. I think after that, you you hit, you know, two out of the I next two three. more. Yeah. 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 Uh, a Maybe I needed more of that god awful stuff. The, the Ryder Cup teams, I'm still worried. I think at the top, Europe's better, or at least their guys are playing better. But at the bottom, there were some names that I was like hardly familiar with that I really wasn't familiar with. And then I had to look them up and I was like, oh, okay. So at the bottom, the United States is significantly better. So it should be interesting. Obviously, it's in Europe, so America has had their fair share of troubles there for now uh, a few decades. But I think the Americans should win at the end of the day. Yeah, you you may the guys at the top of the European team are going to get some points throughout the week, but you should absolutely dominate the bottom there. So I'll take the Americans, but I bet it's going to be really close, and I'm super pumped about it. I just wish it wasn't during football season, but... I'll take it when I can get it. I, move it to the spring. Why the hell not? Yeah. Spring. Spring. Uh, Matt Jones insinuated the Ivicic decision has to happen today, but you guys say we have a couple more days. Which one is it? Is this UK flexing its academic muscles while in the meantime they're milking UK sports fans for every penny they can? Uh, maybe. Here's the thing. There's no – like the deadline is passed. If this – if Ivicic is going to play college basketball at the University of Kentucky – Eli Capaluto has to issue a waiver, and he can do that at whatever whatever time he wants, um, whatever time the university wants. Uh, but like, eventually, he's going to just say this isn't worth it. I'm going to go to some other school, and I think 
that could be by the end of the week is kind of like what at least what UK's uh, co- basketball coaches are kind of putting out there. Um, yeah, and then I, I guess if it if if the time passes, if if it's just too late or it can't happen, you know, we'll probably find out by him committing to another college, and that's going to suck. Yeah. But like yeah. you know, that's that's would, when we may know it's actually too late. And then, is there any chance that he could just, you know, it could just be like a mid-year thing? Because I did hear that early in the process when he committed, but maybe now that'd be like feelings have been hurt and people have been ticked off that like maybe that wouldn't be something that he'd want to do now. But at least when he did commit, when they were kind of saying, hey, you know, he's got to get his stuff together, all everything's got to happen kind of quickly here. I did hear kicked around that like he could come mid-year but I'm guessing that's not the case anymore because nobody's I mean, he talking could, about but that. Why, why would he want to wait around, though, and not play for however many months? Yeah, because I don't think he could even be on the team. Yeah. Like, it's not like he just – it's not like – who who. That's like insurance purposes. It's not like, like, you know, it's not like Shaden the... Sharp. It's not like Shaden Sharp where, like, the second year he could have played in any of those games. But in November and December, he could not have, or at least not till later in December. But – he can't, but he was a student. He was at UK, or could be at UK. Yeah, yeah, um, correct. But he ended up graduating in April. After all, he could have had his doctorate by that point. Um, but the way I understand it, Zanamir can't even. He couldn't even be a student. Maybe he could get into JCTC, BCTC, yeah. JCCC, BCTC. Get all the letters confused. A texture on the Thornton Stexlon says, "TJ, uh, TJ." Uh, there we go. TJ, you said that you're that you and your wife were pregnant. Who got you pregnant? Uh, if you've had a kid, the pregnancy while the woman is the one that feels the pain, the the guy is a part of the pregnancy. He's actually doing more work, some would say. A lot a, a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah. A lot so just keep the next 9 months just keep me you know in your thoughts and your prayers, the yeah. wife's going to be fine. Texter says, uh, say Evisich ends up playing another college. Will their academic standing and reputation suffer? Will contributions to their endowment fund fall off? Will the endowment itself be somehow diminished? Will academic scholarships be affected? Will the athletic department's reputation take a hit? Or will it affect their nil program? Will it actually affect anything? I think not. The only thing that will happen is they will have Evisich and UK will not. Well said, Texter. Totally agree with all that. And then I, I think this is a little hyperbole, but I, I don't think it's without some merit. You got to wonder, like, how could this impact other international players in Europe coming over to UK? That, even if, that is definitely a thing. Even That's- if it's like, hey, this is just th- the reason this is so tough is because of the timing of it all. And ideally, other European players could commit in April or May and, you know, have more time to get their stuff together. You never know. They, you know, the European scouts over there, the European handlers over there, they could be saying, don't mess with the UK. They kind of, they host over our boy. Don't mess with them. You can go to Kansas. You can go to Duke. You can go to UNC. I don't think it'll be a huge, huge, huge factor. But even if it could be a factor, why roll the dice with that? You're you're seeing more and more European players come over and play college basketball in America. Why? you, You already plugged into the G League pipeline, the whatever it's called. Why not try to plug into the European pipeline too? Why not be plugged in everywhere you can? And that way, when there's a sensational talent, a Luca, you can go out there and grab them and try to bring them in. Why wouldn't you want that? Why even mess with that? 
Luca, TJ, Luca. You never know. Don't don't set never, expectations that high. Dirt Dirt was going to go to Kentucky. Was he really? Yeah, if he <laughs> said if he was going to play college basketball, it would have been at Kentucky. Huh. Uh, you you never know. I mean, I mean, he didn't though. You know, and Luca didn't play college basketball. But you you never know. You and especially if Nil can kind of take off for some of these guys, you, it's not impossible. All right, we need to take our last break. Let's do it. We're having too much fun. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. One final segment coming up next. Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hopefully Nasty Dog's there. And oh, and yeah. Well, then. he's got to be there, right? It's a tradition unlike any other. It really is. Bring out the strippers, get Nasty Dog there, get the giant blunts. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G, but I somehow, some way. Admittedly, I've never respected Kansas like more than day, when they did bring out Nasty Dog. And guess what? They've been on a tear ever since then. National championship, number one seed. Is Nasty Dog the key to a basketball program success? We know it's not just strippers alone. Otherwise, U of L would be doing a little bit better than they have been. But maybe Nasty Dog there and the and the prop blunt was the was the secret sauce for Kansas basketball. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky roll call here on Big X Sports Radio, ninety-six point one FM, fourteen fifty AM. Nick Roush, I you Said that there was a rainbow in the South End. I, there's one going over Churchill Downs. That's not the South End. He's speechless, folks. He's finally admitted that <laughs> Churchill Downs is not in the South End. We did it, Scoots. <laughs> All right, he's already been fired up one time today with Big Z, and now you're trying to get him fired up again, and he doesn't even have a response. Unbelievable. He, doesn't, he must have just you know learned his lesson that the <laughs> that Churchill Downs while in southern Louisville is not considered the South End. Roush, if, if you disagree, you can, you know, say say something. If you totally agree with me, just stay silent. That's big of you. Did he fall that's asleep? Big you to, that's big of you to come around on this. So thank you for that. We, we do appreciate it. I guess Roush is having some microphone issues. He did say he had to leave early today. Maybe he just left and never logged out. <laughs> he forgot to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Not impossible. Not impossible. Uh, shout out to the wife who brought me a spicy biscuit from Thornton. Oh, you're it. lucky, dog. It is so good. It's so delicious. I do hate that I'm, I'm, I gave up soft drinks for like six years, and now I'm just fully back on the Sprite train. I'm fully like addicted, hook, line, and sinker. A Sprite just is a pep in my step that I, I forgot that I needed. Only They're Sprite? So good. Only Sprite? Only Sprite. Only Sprite. Really? Um, I, Coke just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. It's like too syrupy now. I don't know. I don't. I am not back on the Coke train. Um, but Sprite, big time. Yeah, hmm. I only drink Sprite when I'm sick, so I I can't back you up on that. That's what I used to do, and then I don't know. I just started. That first sip is just it's a thing of beauty. Really, really good. So I'm back. I'm fully back on it. And uh, no. Thornton's has you covered with all this stuff. Hey, Roush is back. Wow. No caffeine, though. Yeah, it's a little uh, – Frank's first day of uh, pre-K 
or whatever they we want to call it is today so getting that has been uh having our ducks in a row we don't really know what we're doing so <laughs> we're trying to figure it out as we go that's life baby you'll get it uh i know you got to dip out here a little bit early so anytime you do just let us know we got the text okay. line handled appreciate it a, fellas appreciate it a texter on the thornton's text line says my apologies, CJ. I was feeling high and mighty after a few cold ones in the glorious Camping World Stadium. Actually, an undefeated 4-0 there between a couple Florida State trips and the Cats, two Citrus Bowls. Do you all think a Florida Bowl is likely for UK this year? Thanks, South Georgia Wildcat. Yeah, I think they go to the Outback Bowl. Or I would whatever. Love, what, I, or, I would love to Quest. go to that game. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. That's, that's my prediction, South Georgia Wildcat. Uh, and I, I always forget to like book in UK's bowl trip as a potential vacation spot. Like I'm talking about the the basketball game in Atlanta or the basketball game in Chicago. Maybe right. I bypass those and just say like, hey, wherever UK goes bowling. But it's always a risk because you never know. You never know what city it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, worst case scenario, Memphis. So, uh, you know. Could be worse places of vacation. I wouldn't mind going to. I I still have not been to Memphis as an adult. A couple times covering an old Miss game, we stayed outside of Memphis, but never haven't been to to Memphis as an adult. So I probably need to get back there. Um, A quick update. uh, South Carolina, a linebacker that he was all SEC freshman in 2020. He missed it all of last year, basically, with a knee injury. Well, he had another season-ending knee injury. Uh, in the opener, no. so not great news That's for sad. the Gamecocks. And, uh, yeah, Shane Beamer, he opened his uh, press conference this week by talking about how, no, they actually were eating hot dogs, but I shouldn't have blamed anybody but myself for us losing to North Carolina. Um, and then he went on to go to say, I'm just like, I mean, it was just a lot of word salad. But Shane Beamer, you can suck it, buddy. Word salad is UK's statement on – the Croatian sensation, that was word salad. Yeah. But yes, suck at the beamer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Texter says, Jack said he failed that part because he's dyslexic. Easier said than done. Uh, there's an opening scene. It's uh, I forget which naked gun it is, but they're making fun of, uh, not Goodfellas, but the, um, oh, it's one of the gangster movies with Kevin Costner, and they're in Chicago. The Untouchables. They're making fun of the Untouchables, and the opening, the opening shot, the opening camera shot. It's a guy reading a newspaper in this subway this train station, and the headline is "Dyslexia for Cure Found." Good. Oh man, I just I, get I don't it. know why I think that's so funny, but uh, man, I guess I'm just a sick, got a sick sense of humor. Uh, Kirby says. Uh, wait, the nerd is spreading misinformation to roll up the fan base and get clicks? Shocked. Kidding. I'm actually on board with the nerd this time if he actually helps the basketball program for once. Kirby, be nice. Stop with the special talent. Nothing but another athlete. Uh, another athlete that's going to do more for the university than 98% of the regular student body will. So I would consider that special. When you provide some asset that is more valuable than the majority of the student body, I would say that that if he comes to Kentucky and he ends up being a top ten pick, that will have that will be amazing for all involved. Be good financially, be good from a fan support standpoint. Will be good for the team, which is good for the university. I wouldn't say just another athlete. 
And even if it was just another athlete, still, they're coming here to play a sport for Kentucky. They're coming here to rep, represent Kentucky athletically. And yes, they're, they will be required to meet some academic requirements. That's an afterthought. Nobody cares about what these student athletes are doing in the classroom. As long as they're eligible. Who the hell is this Phil guy Nick hates? Phil Castellini. He was the guy who told Reds fans when they were wondering why they weren't spending more that says, well, who else are they going to cheer for? Where are they going to go? Was was his attitude towards Reds fans. Um, the Castellinis, very hated uh, among the Cincinnati Reds fan base. Uh, maybe most hated man in Cincinnati since Marge shot. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's who that is texture oh well when you win a title and a lot of finals i think cal's errand his attitude if uk doesn't admit this kid i believe that university wants cal to fail even though i'm sure a lot of athletics money goes to academics so this is going to be a pr nightmare for the university uh yeah i I mean there's part of his attitude like i get it but also like you can't think you're too good to do parts of your job like cal what like has has cal talked to capilito yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, no, no, it doesn't seem like Cal, and again, we don't know this for sure, so we're kind of speaking out of our butts a little bit, but like, it doesn't seem like Cal is one to pick up the phone really for any sort of like controversy on campus, which I you would think that he would he should do. Yes. Um, there, there, that and his relationship with the boosters has become very laissez-faire. Like he just assumes that it's expected and he's not willing to kiss some butts to make it happen. It's like, no, Cal, you got good. Because you were good at kissing butts, why did you quit kissing butts? I, I I actually think it's kind of the other way around. Like Cal, you don't have to kiss butts if you are good. Like the money is going to come pouring in regardless. But if you're not winning in March, probably need to go go smooching, go smooching a little bit. Um, but like if you're winning, if you're dominating, if you're going to four Final Fours in five years, yeah, you probably don't need to go play Mister Politician. People are going to come kiss the ring. But they're not doing that right now, and and he's not doing that. But that's kind of a different conversation for a different day. The overall aspect is Cal could be a little bit more proactive in some of this stuff. Yeah, he certainly could. And I need to be proactive and get my kid to daycare. So uh, dad of the dad of the year. All dad right, of the year. Have a good yeah. Wednesday, Roush. We'll see you tomorrow Thank morning. You. See you tomorrow. All right, Nick Roush, everybody. A texter, Kirby, Kirby again. Honestly, though, this all comes back to the administration's pride and arrogance. The fact that the university continues to penalize our basketball program because coach pushes to advance it is absolutely mind-boggling. This ish wouldn't happen at any other damn blue blood, and it's a joke. We don't just embrace our basketball tradition and go all in on making it the best. Uh, I agree with you here, Kirby. It does just seem like they aren't making it easier for UK basketball. And maybe exactly what we just said about two minutes ago, a minute ago, that Cal could maybe make it a little easier on himself. That could be true. But on the flip side, Mitch Barnhart came after Cal because he wanted new basketball facilities. Those are going to well outlast Calipari at Kentucky. Like, let's not penalize John Calipari. Let's not be mean to John Calipari because he wants things to be better for UK basketball. And he wants better players to come in to the UK basketball program. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly there, Kirby. Nick, the football team uses the uh, – Rash read that one earlier. Yep. Next up, we got a John text. Uh, John here. Good morning, everyone. I believe the pressure created by the BBN on the free Big Z will help. He will play. Wow. Travis Kelsey may be out, but no worries. I still think my Chiefs will be just fine. 
hey, if there's any bet on if Justin Ross will score a touchdown Thursday, please bet it. No question the ex-Clemson star will finally be back to stop top star level now that he has healed from his injuries. I believe he can stay healthy. I believe he will be a top wide receiver in the NFL sooner rather than later. What do you all think? We'll got to go talk to you later. Not overly familiar with Justin Ross, uh, so I can't really comment there. I mean, maybe he'll have a big season. Maybe he will not. But I do like your betting advice. Maybe I will throw some money on it, potentially. Uh, but I'll, we'll talk more about NFL bets tomorrow, Scoots. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with Justin Ross either. Um, but I will tell you, John, if you think Travis Kelsey's not going to play, you are crazy. Travis Kelsey will play in Thursday night's game. I don't care what he's dealing with. He's he's playing. Travis Kelsey is all that is man. I think that there's a good chance he doesn't play. No, nah, he's uh, playing. It's, it, He's it's playing. game one. It's you know, it's kind of it'd be dumb to push yourself when you're not fully healthy just for a meaningless regular season game. What's he dealing with? Uh, what is it? It's something that's like super naggy. Um, let me pull it up. I'll I'll read the next text. I'll get it. Either way, he's gonna play, and it's gonna be okay. I promise. He's playing. Uh, the next texter asked, "Was intern Cat at the scramble?" Uh, she was not stuck here at the studio, unfortunately. So we needed all the all the pause we could get. Back we, at the, we did at the studio. Yeah. So um, luckily, they they were helping out in a big way. Uh, what do we got next? I'm still I've got the internet access of 1993. Here. Um, here is all all of our TV text. So let me. Oh, we didn't read this one. Texter says, "I agree with Scoots. We haven't had a good TJ Roush spat in a while. Arguing over Full House is the perfect topic. Ready, set, go." Roush is gone, so can't can't have that argument today. I'd say it's shocking that Roush is not big on Full House. I mean, I'm not really anymore. I, I'm kind of with Roush on that, you know. Like it's it was great when you were growing up and you would watch it before school, but if you watch it now, it's so cheesy. I mean, it's still a good show, but it's still so it's just cheesy. I mean, it was always it was always cheesy. Yeah, but I guess when you're a kid, you don't realize that sort of thing. But now you watch it as an adult, and you're like, oh, I don't. This is ah, can't. I enjoy it. it more as an adult than as a kid. But uh, it's actually like in some of the jokes, some of the jokes are like adult specific, and some of like the Jesse and and Rebecca's honeymoon. They move up to the attic. And Michelle, like, they don't want to hang out with Michelle all the time. <laughs> and he go, he, she goes to Joey and is like, why can't I go play with them? What are they doing? And Joey's like, hmm, how do I handle this with, like, a three-year-old? <laughs> He's like, they're doing their taxes. And she's like, are they going to be doing their taxes every night? And Joey was like, for the first few months, yeah, probably so. <laughs> Just, you know, stuff as a kid you didn't really totally understand. By the way, Travis Kelsey, he's believed to have suffered a long-term injury after hyperextending his knee and a practice on Tuesday, leaving his status in doubt for the season opener. Wait, Tuesday is in yesterday? The, yes. Oh. They're not going to know the full extent until the swelling in his knee subsides and they can't do the x-rays or undergo the MRI until then. But the initial belief is that the standout end won't face an extended absence. However, it could keep him out Thursday and maybe another week. Although I haven't heard if the MRIs have happened yet. That was as of yesterday. Damn it. Well, I apologize, John. I didn't know all this information, so you're probably right. He's not going to play. Ugh. But you sounded really, really confident despite you not knowing all I, that information. I did, well, I did, yeah, I mean, even if Travis Kelsey is one of those guys that even if he is injured, I expect him to play just because, like I said, Travis Kelsey is all that is man. So, yeah, it's disappointing if he's not in there. Uh, let's see. A texter says, my Hulu goes to 4K. That texter is broke. That's right. 
Uh, 100% HBO, they even have all of Discovery and the ID Channel shows, also classic Looney Tunes, Billy Big Blue. Yeah, it's definitely HBO. They have. I, I felt pretty confident in that answer. HBO has Tom and Jerry on there too, right? Uh, I think that's accurate, yeah. It's so, it shocking like how many shows they have on there. They've got all of, like the Walking Dead stuff, which you know I think that show's trash, but uh, they've got Nathan for You as well, which is another hilarious show. They've got a lot of good stuff. So Gil put on Tom and Jerry the other day. On, I guess it was Saturday before the football game started. I completely forgot that there's no talking in that show at all. It's all just like sounds and stuff. Made it fun. How how high are you all getting on Saturday mornings just to two adult grown men putting on Tom and Jerry? Uh, me, very. Him, he does not partake, so... <laughs> Man, it's just we need a TV. We just need live cameras in, in Scoop's place. Uh, just Saturday morning, college game day. No, let's pop on Tom and Jerry. I'll make you a bowl of cereal. I love it. I absolutely love it. A texter says, two kids is fine. Three is the game changer. Yeah, don't have uh, a third. 51 weeks apart for my Irish twins. Wow, you got after it. See, but I, I think, and I think that like for a year, two years, things would just probably stink. And same with twins or triplets or something like that. But I do think in the long run, there could be a payoff to having everything so tightly knit together. Yeah, you're done with um, everything. Yeah, you are. Hulu's the number one live streaming service of Milton, Kentucky. You guys need to give it a break. <laughs> That's a good text. <laughs> good morning, all. Congratulations, TJ. I hate to mention Shade and Sharp, but I recall he didn't arrive on campus to January 5th. That 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 I think you you were right about that. I know how that ended, but I recall how it began as well. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. I just I, my point was for sometimes you get people that come in the program and they can't play that first semester, but they can be students and then they can play second semester. Shaden Sharp wasn't that exact situation, so I appreciate you correcting me. I thought Jack said he reached out to Eli to get a first to get the first extension for Big Z. Cal did, maybe he did, and if Jack said that, that's probably true. Cal should just keep doing that, you know, be persistent. Cal could even use, you know, social media if you ever really wanted to, to get around to that. But it seems like a complicated situation. I'm, I think it's going to work out just because common sense tells me that it has to. So that's what I'm going to, I'm going to fall back to. But as Roush said, he will probably find out in the next several days to maybe a week. And then if it's not resolved, this dude's going to end up going somewhere else, which is going to put the BB in into uh into a tizzy but i think it all gets worked out we'll have him on uk's campus for this upcoming season scoots have a great wednesday buddy you have a great wednesday i'm off today so other than babysitting tonight and spears and hoosier report i'm i'm got a free day so i'm i'm looking forward to it nice well i think it's gonna rain otherwise you could maybe get out oh hell yeah no i'd love some rain i'd rather have rain than golf today i think our first rain in like three weeks forever We desperately need it. Everybody enjoy your Wednesday. Thanks so much for all the texts into the show. We'll be back again tomorrow, 7 a.m. on a Thursday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. He is Justin Kalen. I am TJ Walker. Nick Roush is out and about. We'll see you tomorrow.